Welcome back to The Zero Podcast, where we talk about lifting, coaching, and more. You can learn more about Zero by going to www.zero.com.au. That's Zero with a W. We are also proudly sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Head to establishmentcoffee.com.au. Use the code 025 for 25% off and free shipping. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. That's what all the cool kids say. And if you're on Spotify, hit that five-star review. We love it. Enjoy the show now. Yeah, I love it. little cartoon. I love it. Wait, what's on the back? It's awesome. Oh, oh that's cool. They're little pickles. Are they pickles? I don't know. No, it's uh, the letter E. Oh, it is too. Yeah, but they're kind of pickle-esque. <laughs> Are they pickles? <laughs> yes. Uh, they're awesome. Pickles. <coughs> All right. Well, that's officially the start of the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. Hello, Hi, everyone. We're back. We've upgraded our Filipino co-star <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> to a less qualified coach. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we're all making it up as we go along anyway. <laughs> How's everyone doing? doing yeah, great. great. Good, very, very you. good. Good. Resounding goods all around. That's good. Uh, James normally starts with what have we been up to or what have we learned? Megumi? Uh, Missy James, uh, what have I learned? The first thing that comes to mind is I've learned that magnesium can make you have really Vivid dreams. Mm. Really? Yes. What kind of dreams are you having? Last night, it was like a two-hour movie. But it, and it was me constantly trying to track down Jerry because I'd lost him. Uh. But it wasn't scary. It was more kind of like a scavenger hunt. I, and if you guys ever watched Treasure Planet, the Disney movie, it was no. that kind of theme. Like a lot of water, a lot of pirate ships. It was just that sounds cool. <laughs> it was like I was in a movie. Pirate ships. <laughs> Are you guys anxious dreamers? I'm always an anxious dreamer. My dreams have like kind of an underlying, usually bad a feeling, like a little bit, about like something's gone wrong, and you're trying yeah. to solve an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine always feel like that. <laughs> uh, mine are just wacky. Yeah. yeah. Mine are always just topsy turvy and all over the place and don't make sense. Yeah. Mm. Do you guys usually so. remember your dreams? N- hardly. No. Mm. no. But I remembered this one and I had I tried this new magnesium, this heavy duty stuff from over the counter. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. Oh, yeah. okay. There you go. Yeah. CJ, what about you? What have you learned or what have you been up to? <laughs> what have I been up to? Um, nothing much really. Uh, just still training, um, still working on the car. But yeah, no, what have I learned? I like, um, I, I don't know, this is not the quotes yet, but the quote that James shared last week I've been pondering on is like, um, the person on top of the mountain didn't fall there. Mm. It's something that mm. I've been, I don't know, it's just been going over and over in my head. I really liked it. Really resonated with you, hey? Mm. It's yeah. kind of true everywhere. Like, people people all of a sudden appear and you think that they just start, uh, just they rocketed to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It happens in lifting a lot where someone will pop up as like a gun lifter. You're like, this person just came out of nowhere. It's like, well, they didn't. You just mm. weren't aware of them until yeah. now. Yeah. And you see this a lot. People uh, make up their own stories because they just didn't know before. And it's like, why should they have Why should they have known that? Mm. Yeah. You can't know everything about everyone everywhere. It's like a lot of overnight successes were after like 10 years of grind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It it's happened yeah, overnight. It's the same with musicians and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. When they show up in the mainstream, they've actually mm. been working hard behind the scenes for years to make it there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like Jelly Roll? Do you like Jelly Roll, Bridget? I, I do like Jelly Roll. <laughs> Jelly Roll used to be a rapper turned country music artist. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Why is his name Jelly Roll? He's yeah, about this You big. just have to see, <laughs> okay. see him. <laughs> He's a literal yeah. Jelly Roll. Yeah. Okay. He's about... Uh, that's the answer to his name. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's very cool. I think he's got a reality TV show or something as well, doesn't he? Does he? Him and his family. Good for him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure I've seen like snippets from it and stuff. Mm. <laughs> or maybe he just posts his life on Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> All right, Bridget, what about you? What have you learned this week? Um, or what, what have you have been up to? Um, I haven't been up to much, just training and the usual stuff. But I've learned that it's okay to take painkillers when you need to. I've always been one who avoids like taking Panadol and all of that and just putting up with a headache and I don't know why I just think it's I've always it's always been a bit taboo to take yeah yeah to take painkillers all the time but I've started taking them more James has said you know it's not that big of a deal Mm. and it's actually been helping me out a lot with all my aches and pains which I have everywhere every day (laughs) all the time (laughs) yeah no I empathize with that mindset Mm. a lot of people do it as well yeah Mm. and it's so interesting especially in lifting like normally pain it might not be born directly of the technique you've been using but it's exacerbated by technique and so like you start hurting and so you change the way that you move and that causes you to hurt more Mm. and sometimes the fix in the lift is to take the pain away so you can move better yeah to overcome what's aggravating that pain and a lot of people are really hesitant to do that yeah i've always been that way Mm. but in saying that my body's been feeling really good lately yeah good yeah good 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 I had like three what have I learned, but I've forgotten it in the space that you've all been talking. So uh, what have I been up to this week? Just catching up on a lot of work that fell behind with going overseas and uh, getting that new APL ref course ready to rock and roll as we come into all the APL comps coming up, all the states are happening soon and all the like qualifiers. I think we've got more competitions before April 1 than we had like in the in three quarters of last year or maybe all of last year. Yeah, that's year. amazing. So it's it's growing at a very, very, very fast rate and uh, lots of people are hungry to compete, especially now that we've announced or APL's announced the, the prize money for both nationals and drug-tested nationals. And we've announced the Zero Pro. We haven't announced the prize money for it yet, uh, but I'm, I'm happy to say on the podcast that it'll be... Last year was 20 grand. Uh, it'll be... Similar, if not more than that. That's unreal. When's the Zero Pro going ahead this year? October again? Yeah, so we we haven't actually announced the dates, uh, but we are very close to locking them in and assuming that that all goes ahead as planned. It'll be end of October. Amazing. Yeah. Do you guys have a venue yet? Same. Same venue. Same That's venue. cool. Yeah. That was a really good venue. I like that. So we've gone two in a row and then uh, possibly exploring something bigger next year. Smoke yeah. machine or no? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm sure? getting my money's worth out of that. <laughs> I'm going to bring it to States. Wait, did you buy a smoke machine? Yeah, do yeah. we? So you own it now? Yeah. That's cool. Well, maybe we should just give the, the remote to someone else this time. No well, that's way. the thing because we were talking about that all day. We're like, is someone in control of it or does it just go off like by a sensor or something because it seems so random. We need someone in control of it. <laughs> no. And then sometimes you'd be sitting no. in the ref chair and then this big cloud of smoke just envelops you. No. <laughs> Once you people invest your own hard-earned money into your smoke <laughs> machines, then you can press the button. <laughs> Till um, that point, I am in control. Are there going to be many novice comps? Uh, so Daniel and Southside Crew just announced their 
uh, it's an APL cross novice comp, so it's both. That's at the start of June, and we're running GC Bash at the start of May. Nice. Start of May. Uh, so we'll announce that in the next week. We've got a few people that are pretty pumped for that one. It's not even a few. We get messages like every day. Mm, yeah. When's, When's the novice, the novice comp, comp? going to be? <laughs> like, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I tell you what, all these people asking, you better enter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've got a few clients who are keen to do it. No, nah, so. it'll blow it up. Mm. But it, it always does. Yeah. GC Bash. It yeah. always does. Daniel had a great idea as well. In, in their novice comp at Southside, they're giving away um, to the winners a year membership to APL, oh, uh, which is cool. That's very cool. Funnels. To kind of mm. prompt them to do sanctioned ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like it. Who won it last year? Their um, comp? The the GC Bash or the Southside one? GC Bash. Davey Ravy? No, Did he? he didn't do the GC Bash. Did he? don't think so. Oh, no. No. No, not last year. No. I don't know. I can't no. remember the, no, the winners from I'm, that one. I want to remember. But um, the Southside one, Shawnee won it. And yep. who, That's right. who got the male first? Oh, oh, it was a bit of a battle. There were like four of them. I think it was the, wasn't it the Morgan Filipino was guy from Brisbane? Was it the one that's, that Steve ended up kind of handling? Yeah, I'm not sure. I really can't remember. It was so close. It was such a fun, mm. exciting finish to that, the yeah, day. That, was that day comp. the gym was packed to the brim. Yeah. Like, yeah. Could not contain a single, like, one more person. Yeah. <laughs> and the setup was really cool. I was wondering how they were going to fit yeah. everything in there, and it worked out really well. Mm. Yeah. Is this yeah. outside? Yeah. 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 All right. What are we grateful for, CJ? I, I thought, okay. <laughs> uh, wait, <laughs> what did you think? Aren't you going to uh, do your what you've learned? Uh, no, that's what we did. No, no, we do. It's either what you've learned or what have or you what been, you've up, been to? up to. Oh, okay. oh. It's either or. Oh, we changed formula like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> still, still getting used to it. <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for the sun. The sun. Just the sun in general. You don't make your, your mind. Half the time you're grateful for the rain. Now you're grateful no, I'm for never grateful for the rain. <laughs> really? I nah. love the rain. That's my grateful. I'm grateful. It's always for the annoying. Rain it's like now I can't wash my clothes. Now I can't. But it, don't get me wrong. If you haven't had rain in ages, it's important to have rain. <laughs> I'm not saying it hasn't stopped raining all summer. Uh, yeah, I know. But and no, it's great. I love it. Yes, grateful for the sun. All right. Why? Um. Well, yeah, I can finally do the laundry, <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that. I mean, the night nights are pretty warm. Last night was a stinker, but um, yeah, just grateful to like have good weather and it not be yeah. so um overcast and gloomy or you just worry about it anymore. right yeah it's been so moist yes yes walked, very moist I walked about to see these two two old ladies yesterday morning and one of them's like yeah they're calling it the mold coast now it's disgusting <laughs> unbelievable Is it really what they said? yeah <laughs> like that was they were mid conversation i wish i like Wrote notes as to all the weird things I hear old people say on their morning walk. I don't know how you hear it. You must have supersonic hearing. <laughs> they were screaming. The They're old. <laughs> yeah, the hearing aids weren't turned up. <laughs> all right, Gidge, what are you grateful for? I already said mine, the rain. Oh. I'm okay. grateful for the rain. <laughs> I said that this morning too. I just, I like, I like, I love the sun, but only on the weekends. During mm. the week, I want it to be raining all the time. Mm. Nice. There's something, I don't know, nostalgic about the rain for me. I don't know what it is, mm. but it's comforting. I do like the smell of the rain. Mm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Thomas? What are you grateful for? Oh, why well, am I acting like I'm not prepared? Because I'm not prepared. <laughs> All right, Meg. <laughs> you go, Meg. Should I do 
Um, a training related one or a dog related one? Dog. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do both. If you've got I'm, both. I'm really grateful for. Uh, actually, I'm just I'm just grateful for content. I feel like sometimes it gets a bad rap because it's like you don't know what to trust or what to believe. But we have access to so many more things now. Yes. And so, for example, at the moment with Jerry, my dog is rambunctious and young and still learning the ropes of being a mature dog. And so sometimes he can get up to mischief and stuff. And training him is a very, very big challenge that, um, you know, content creation by people who kind of know what they're doing really helps me along yeah. with his dog trainer as well. Mm. Yeah. Because I'd feel so alone in it if that stuff wasn't out there. Yeah. Mm. You've done such a good job with him. He used to be a lot worse. He, he was. He's such a sweet boy. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like he's uh, wearing slippers when he walks around <laughs> your house. Scuffs around. <laughs> I think he gets it from my mom. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. just him dragging his paws? Does he just slide his paws yeah, along the floor? Yeah, I think it's like la- laziness because, you know, when you're kind of like tired and you kind of slump around? Yeah. Yeah. That's him. He's an attention seeker. He's so cute. That's all it is. My, my brain scrambled eggs. I just had like three gratefuls and they're all gone. I just can't, can't think of what any of those were. Uh, but I'm going to say that I'm grateful for uh, our equipment. It's, nice. it's really mm. nice, like, especially reflecting back on where I came from coming up in powerlifting and what we had access to and then seeing the evolution of this gym. Like, I was looking at the gym yesterday and there were two people using combo racks and we've got seven combo racks and five of them are Alico and the two people using combo racks were both using the zero combo racks. So good. So, like, that's, that's heartwarming. I, l- I like that. Mm-hmm. And I like being able to use my own stuff and love my own stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for today. I've only been using the <laughs> Zero One as well. It's crazy. Yeah, same. How, what, 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 just think about that, how much equipment we have. Yeah. <laughs> like, because uh, last week we were talking about, um, you know, the setup and, and your routine and how I was saying, like, I kind of take a page out of you and, like, Will's book, like, about, you know, trying to, Throw in as much chaos. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. And I remember, like, what was something I was trying to do is like each block I change the bench that I'd use with yeah. zero dominator and and just thinking about that, it's like I'm going between like the top benches. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm you know using a power rack and it's like going between Alico zero and the dominator. Yeah. Bench. <laughs> like how spoiled am I to go between I know, those I'd three? Need to buy some shit equipment so, so we can, or like take take out the take the bench out of the Alico and then just put one of the freestanding benches in there <laughs> yes. just to mix it up. Oh, oh god. We're getting some new equipment soon, aren't we? Yeah, I'm replacing the two zero combos that we have with the new version. Yeah. Nice. So without the little pegs sticking out because I'm sick of bashing my shins into them. Mm. What <laughs> pegs? You know, like on the bench presses, on the Alecos and now on the new Zeros, how the uh, where it slots into the into the actual rack that's got those two like pointy bits sticking out. I have smacked my foot on those so many times. Yeah, you'll you'll know what I mean when I when I when we go back downstairs. Uh, I'll what's show lying you. on the floor? No, 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 no. So the bits that, that like stick out that hook over. into the into the bits that you tighten up. The two metal bits that just like you know oh. how you slot it in, yeah, like that. It's those two bits there. They right. stick out. your foot on it. Not that the safeties. Bench. Not the safeties. No, on the no. actual bench itself. What it ho- what hooks onto the safeties? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean when it's 
off the yeah. bench. Oh, yeah, and that's the worst. It, it's the worst pain <laughs> oh. ever experienced. And the bench doesn't move. It no. Just, it doesn't move. The amount of times, especially at nationals, when the warm-ups room's cramped and you've got all the benches to the side <laughs> and you quickly oh. scurry out the back. And like, I trip oh, over yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't hit it, but I trip over it. So you haven't kicked it yet? No. Oh, don't, it kick it. don't kick yeah. it. No. Don't kick it. Yeah, so re- replacing those combos with the new version so we have the better benches. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of new equipment. So new leg extension, new seated hamstring curl. Exciting. I'm replacing the big cable station, so the nine station with a new one. When's uh, it all supposed uh, to be arriving? Do you know? New hip thrust. A couple of months. Yay. April, hopefully. Yeah. Um, a couple of upper body machines upstairs. Yeah. To replace some of the other ones. Are the benches the same feel? Like the kind of crisscrossy rough feel? The grippy? Grippy. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. All I did was shorten the foot of the bench by one centimeter. You know how our ones, the pad's quite thick, so it mm. feels a little bit higher than the mm-hmm. Alico. Oh. It's still within comp spec, but a lot of people are thrown off by that tiny bit of extra height. Yeah. Mm. So I just made the bench a tiny bit shorter. Nice. Oh. Nice. So it makes... Makes it feel a little bit more like the average bench. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which is important, you know, competition experience when you get there on the day, if something feels completely off, it can get in your head a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just thinking of the lifter with that one. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like I get all this new stuff all the time, mainly because, you know, it's our stuff and we're selling this stuff. I want to road test it here. I want to yeah. feel it. I want to see what my experiences as a lifter, talk to all the lifters using it. If I just make stuff and sell it and I don't have it myself, how do I know if it's any good? Yeah, exactly. It's why we it's why we constantly filter out, especially the zero branded stuff, why we constantly constantly figure filter out equipment is because we're always trying to uh, get the best stuff and have the best experience. And it's the hard thing with gym equipment. You can be presented a nice product or see a nice product online, but until you know what it feels like you can't. 100%. Make it's like, you know, how many fucking hip thrusts have we gone through? Because they look good. <laughs> yeah. And then you get them, you're like, this is trash. Yeah. So this this time around in China, I was able to actually use a few and find one that feels exactly what I think is a great hip thrust. Uh, nice. And so hopefully we'll have access to those pretty soon. Yeah, everyone's pretty excited about that. This, this old hip thrust just is not it. It's it's funny when you get new stuff like that as well. Because at first we were all like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Because it's new. And then once you get used to it, you're like, that's not so not great. Not so great. Not so good. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to pinpoint what makes people go back to a machine. Like when I yeah. think about that, the hip thrust machine downstairs, I don't really have the words for what could improve on it, but I don't find myself gravitating towards it. It's like, what is how, it? How about yeah. everything? Yeah. <laughs> it's it too it's heavy. Practical? It's so heavy off the ground. Yeah. And then no matter where I place my feet, I feel like another muscle will <laughs> fatigue before my glutes do, so I can't really push yeah. them to failure. It's yeah. also ugly. It it's too big. Yeah. Anyway, if and you want to gr- buy up. a high quality, <laughs> quality hip thrust. Hip thrust I, for sale. Well, I actually have five of them for sale. So. <laughs> To be Le- fair, legit. it's it's a good machine. Yeah, it is a good machine if you've got the space for it's it. It's just a little bit impractical. It, it does get a it. it does get a lot of use. What I would say is, there's certain shapes and sizes that probably won't like it as much as other shapes mm. and sizes. Mm. Uh, the good thing is, it doesn't require much loading. <laughs> you don't have to put many yeah. plates on mm. for it to be hard. I, yeah, I remember I chucked two reds on there when we first got it. I got overexcited oh. and then it just, just didn't budge. Pinned, <laughs> didn't move. Yeah, because the old one was so much easier. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't know if you guys saw all the kerfuffle about um, tripods being banned at Doherty's gym in Melbourne. Yes. What? I didn't see that. No. What? I told you about that. 
I saw it before you told me about it. As if. <laughs> anyway, tripods got oh banned at Doherty's, and I think Bridget, you were telling me before they've also they've also been banned yeah, here at EMF. EMF. Well, gym, what? but not all of them. So well, yeah. well, Jim Ashmore banned it. Whichever one surfers. Liam works out of. He's at Burley, isn't he? It must be Burley then. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize. Wow. Was anyway, more yeah. and more gyms are banning tripods. And people get quite upset about this. The Doherty's one, people got really upset because he banned tripods and then he said you can film stuff as long as you purchase a media pass. And so a lot of people took that as a money grab, mm. which I genuinely don't think it is a money grab. Like Tony, Tony Doherty doesn't need a push to try and make more money out of his gyms. Um, if you look at the Doherty's Instagram or whatever, they uh, – they don't take people's shit. <laughs> they they really like to interact and uh, uh, are very, very, very strongly opinionated. So it is quite entertaining. But I want to know what you guys think about tripods getting banned in gyms. I see both sides because I know that some people go to the gym and they don't want to show up in the background of other people's videos and so on and so forth. And I understand tripods can get in the way. But I don't know. I feel like we're living in a day and age where, you know, so many people, that's how they make their money through content. Yeah. So, yeah, there needs to be some sort of give and take, I think. I don't think that's enough justification, though, because most of the people filming with tripods aren't making money. Yeah. As in they're what just... What if they need to film for, like, what if they're getting online coaching? There's that too, mm. which is a good justification. But at the mm. same time, I would say that most people filming on tripods probably aren't filming for online coaching either. Mm. And I, I'm just playing devil's advocate, like just looking at both sides as yeah. much as I can. What do you think, CJ? You're a, you're a tripod man yourself. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, These fancy ones. Well, how about how yep. about this, right? <laughs> train, <laughs> train with. Let Let's say you saw CJ in the gym, mm. and he had like the you know three thousand dollar tripod <laughs> setup <laughs> with a six thousand dollar camera. So you're like, this guy's legit, and he's doing a session. Is that more acceptable than just the average punter with an Amazon tripod and a phone? I don't think it matters either way. I just think if the person filming is going to be... Oh, hello. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, you just need to be courteous and ask those around you if they're comfortable with being filmed. And I feel like if everyone around you is okay with it, then it's fine. As long as you're not getting in the way. See, I get that too. I think the hard thing with that is if you're filming in a packed gym, you physically can't do that. Yeah. And you can't predict who's going to walk around where. Yeah. What do you think? You are an influencer. Influenza. 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 <laughs> I, I'm obviously pro tripod. Um, I don't have much too. Mu I don't have too much commentary to add. Like, I think, and this is just my opinion. Uh, most people can work around like avoiding or not getting in front of the camera. Or, you know, just waiting for someone to finish that. Okay, I'm going to go film. But they're getting banned more so because people get annoyed or irked or. Um, it falls into the category of, oh, it's influencers just filming their content. Sure. And I just think it's a silly reason to ban them because there's always going to be things that irk us or annoy us. We just learn to survive and deal with it. Yeah. It seems like a lot of effort just to appease people that are getting annoyed by the existence of a tripod. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I feel. Because, I mean, here's the thought experiment, right? People get all up in arms in this. You know, there was there was even comments on on one of the posts that I saw around like, what if someone's coming here to uh, escape a domestic violence thing and they see them in the back of that video and yada, yada, yada. What would be different if we had a tripod 
in the middle of Cavill Avenue filming a vlog? Yeah. Do we then have to go around and ask everyone for their permission in case they pop up in the background? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's never nice to use like the low exception one percentage situation like that and make As that the, the rule. Justify sure. something, yeah. yeah. Um, that, it's a tough one. Like it, it's really hard to for me to comment on this because my social media doesn't really have many influences like gym influencers on there. And my experience at zero has always been just great. Like yeah. there's never there's never been an issue at all. Um, I have seen like some lifters, uh, well, some training videos on Instagram where the person like, you know, will have a mic on them and they'll actually talk to the people around them like, oh, you're in my shot. Are you okay with being in it? I guess that's, yeah, the only thing I'd probably do. But I don't know if it's, uh, you know, we're talking about if that's enough of a justification to use a tripod, but those reasons to not have it and have it banned, I don't know if they're enough of a justification to ban is it, them. Is it tripods, just tripods that have been banned or is it filming altogether? In these exa- examples, I'm pretty sure it's, it's tripods. Just, just tripod, and yeah. they're playing the card of like it's a trip hazard. Like every fucking thing in Everything a gym in a is gym. not a trip hazard. <laughs> yeah. The whole gym is a trip yeah, exactly. hazard. Exactly. <laughs> Because that's what I was trying to understand. If that's the logic behind it, then that's a bit silly. Ha- have you in your whole time owning gyms had a serious complaint about filming? Not tripods, but filming? No. Okay. Has anyone ever tripped over a tripod? I have like 40 times. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You know what I've tripped over? You know what's more dangerous than a wet floor is a wet floor sign. I've tripped <laughs> over so many wet floor signs and I haven't slipped on a wet floor. Perhaps there's a there's a bit of a difference between a gym like here mm. and a commercial gym maybe Definitely. maybe it's Definitely. a lot more intense depends on your environment oh of course and like yeah. for the record we've provided tripods mm. historically yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes yeah, yeah. what like, happened to all of them i don't know they, they just break they just, they just yeah. break they just it's because yeah. they're cheap yeah they're just cheap nasty ones uh, so yeah obviously i have no problem with tripods in the gym i think someone using a piece of equipment always has the right of way mm. so like if you've set up your tripod uh, in front of you know the chest fly downstairs or in front of the cable stack and someone wants to use that cable stack, the person should be able to get to use the cable stack first and it's like, well, movie camera mm. kind of thing. But th- it doesn't really happen here. No, mm. everyone's really courteous here. Well, it's because yeah. we all know that we film and send to coaches yeah. and upload on training logs yeah. or just chuck on Instagram or use to post reels for your companies, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we're, we're very open and happy. It's, yeah. it's really interesting though, um, watching the evolution over the years because like when I opened the gym, Instagram had only really just started. They didn't even have videos back then. It was just photos. Mm. Uh, and Facebook, people weren't really posting their training to Facebook. So no one was really filming their training that much. Uh, so for example, I used to film on an old handy cam and then upload to YouTube. So if you go right back to the very start of our YouTube videos, uh, that's what you'll see. Everything's on YouTube because I had no other platform to upload it to. What I would do is take that YouTube and embed it in a forum and be like, this is, we had a thread called like, what's happening at PTC Gold Coast. And that's where we'd post videos. It was like our, our feed, you know. Uh, and then over time, smartphones started evolving and people had Instagrams and could post that sort of stuff. But I only, the tripod thing has only really happened in the last two years. Yeah. People had tripods before then, but they were very rare. Uh, and so from like, whatever, 2014 to now, very rarely did we even do what you guys do and like set up the block with something to balance on. We mm. always handed it to someone mm. and said, hey, can you film this for me? 
Yeah. Like we we never balanced it on something. And it's quite weird for me to see how it's evolved to that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when I first came, that's what we did. Always. Yeah. Never balanced it on anything. And if we did, normally someone came and picked it up and held it for you. <laughs> yes. Legit. Yeah. That's Legit. I, I really don't remember. Oh, wow, I forgot about this. I, I really don't remember when tripods just became a thing, but they just became a thing. Yeah. I feel like tripods get used here a lot less than just like the boxes. Yeah. And benches with the, the heavy collars. The, the block mm. is the tripod now. Yeah. So that thing at um, Doherty's gym, um, the Media Pass, is the Media Pass like what Bridget was saying, to film or just to use tripods? I think them. it's for tripods. So it's like you can bring a photographer to do a professional shot. Mm, yep. Right. A okay. professional shoot, sorry. Yeah. But you can still film on your phone without a media pass? I think if you, I think you can hand it to someone and someone can film for you. Yeah. I, I'm okay. not 100% sure. I imagine it's going to be policed really poorly because it's such a hard thing yeah. to police. There's so many gray areas with it. Because you can't say no tripods and then use justification as uh, of, what if you see so-and-so in the background? It's a trip hazard, mm. yada, yada, yada. Because setting up a camera on a bench is still a trip hazard. Mm -hmm. Handing it to someone, there's still the risk of seeing it in, in the background. Yeah. Like, how are you actually going to police this? What are the parameters? What are the actual rules? Um, so I'm kind of indifferent about it. I, again, just like you guys, I can see some of the justifications as to where a gym like that might arrive at that conclusion. But our gym is very different and I'm very open and welcoming to people using their tripods, people filming themselves. Uh, you know, we do online coaching. I encourage it. Yeah. I want people to do it. Um, I also think it's really cool for people to, if you're not an influencer, you don't have a coach, it's cool to log your training. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much of my training that I wish I could go back and watch that I never filmed because I never saw the importance of filming mm. it. I think the same thing about my BMX career. Like I, I used to do so much cool stuff and I can't see it because yeah. I never cool. thought to film it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I definitely think you have to be courteous and mindful, uh, but we're just not the kind of gym that's going to really run into that. It's, no. You guys ever watch Joey Flex? Uh, not Joey Flex, Joey Swole. Oh, sometimes. Like his new content? Yeah, uh, you know, on his comeback. <laughs> yeah, he's the good guy. He's, he's the nice, good guy now. Nice guy. Yeah. Is he the one who calls people out all the time? Yeah. yeah do you know who it is? Yeah. Uh, Joey Swole's like big jack ball guy, always wearing like a backwards trucker. And it'll be one of those videos where it's like, why in the background am I, why is this guy staring at me? And then he'll just go on about like, you don't have the right to do this. Oh, he was okay. literally in the gym doing his thing. He pays for a membership. He's had a lot of people banned from gyms, which is really cool. Mm. A lot of very entitled, nasty sort of people yeah. banned from gyms. Really? Yeah. His, wow. his stuff's pretty cool. And he's he's gotten pretty funny. And he's also jacked and does backflips. <laughs> does he? Yeah. I seen him do a like backflip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, interesting. Anyway, yeah, no, I always get excited when I see his stuff pop up. It's always really entertaining. It's always in the car. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> run to the car. <laughs> the only thing that annoys me is that he leaves a big gap between his ball head and the top of his yes, hat. Yes, I was just about to say he wears his hat really high. <laughs> <laughs> but if he wears it any lower, it'll, it'll flatten out his ears. That's why. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it definitely matters. Do you think it looks funny to tuck your ears in yes. under the hat? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. If you're a tucker, you have to tip it back. I didn't oh, realize so there's only so like clips ways. a little bit of the ear. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I didn't realize Either there was that, so many ways. Or to you wear have to hat. wear it high like that, or get a better fitting hat. <laughs> wearing it high looks ridiculous, though. <laughs> with a trucker cap like that. Yeah. Well. Yes. Especially yeah. with a trucker cap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I never used to be caught dead without a hat. Why? Really? I don't know. It's just a thing. Like I got yeah, in my I, used to, I used to wear hats all the time, too. In my head uh, in, in, in high school, I was like, I have to wear a hat. And then I used to hate it when you go into class and they make you take it off. Yeah. You're like, this is part of me. I used to wear snapbacks backwards all the time. Up until nice. very, very recently, maybe just like a few years ago, I stopped. I can see If it. I did it now, I'd look ridiculous. And I used to wear a cap in here when I used yep. to train. Yeah. I always used to wear a black hat. Yeah. yeah. Always. All right. I could have bring up James's list because James isn't here to bring it up. Mm. Oh, yeah. So now i got to act like James. <laughs> he goes, <coughs> and then he's like, so the topic for today <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, well, we haven't yeah. done what. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> um, do we want to do the one about periods? Or why are there so many similarities between bodybuilding and powerlifting? Why did you giggle after the periods one? <laughs> I didn't giggle. That was the sound that came out of him. <laughs> All right. Well, punishment. Talk about periods. Take it away. Totally. <laughs> punishment. It's just What's like any other topic that punishment. we talk about. Let me Training read. on your period. Do you guys... Do you guys remember that old TV ad? Actually, Megan CJ won't. You might remember it, Bridget. There's this woman and she was like walking towards the camera and she's like, let's talk about thoughts and feelings. And then it pauses and then it's like, now that the men are out of the room, let's talk about thrush. Oh, I do remember I that. Remember that. <laughs> I actually do remember, remember that. <laughs> let's talk about thrush. <laughs> and I never knew what that was. Yeah, she. Was like, what is thrush? She enunciated oh. it so passionately. <laughs> thrush. Oh my god. All right. I remember that ad. Training on your periods. Do you think it needs to be accounted for in the coaching process? Do you need to build in a special week? Do you need to understand the follicular phase and the luteal phase and all the phases what I do you reckon I think you need to it needs to be factored into your programming like you don't need to have a special week for it because I know from my own personal experience sometimes it affects me the week before sometimes my strength is affected the week after and some months it's not affected at all so mm-hmm. that would be really really hard to to program around but I think it's just really important for you yourself and to let your coach just be mindful that Maybe that week you might have to drop the load down. You might have to drop the intensity a little bit. But also try not to focus on it too much because then you're just going to use that as an excuse as to why your training might be bad that week. Mm -hmm. I know I had one of the best training weeks after my last period. During my period I had, I think it was week four, and I was, yeah, hitting numbers that I wasn't expecting to hit that week. And if I had to let myself – if I had to convince myself that my period was going to limit me that day, then – Maybe wow. I wouldn't have performed so well. I don't know. Mm. Just be mindful, mm-hmm. I think. But I'm I'm really lucky. I know some girls suffer a lot more than what I do each month, so it's really hard for me to speak for all women. Yeah. Sure. What's your take? Uh, I resonate with the last bit, Gidge, that you mentioned about how it can become a downfall if you allow it yeah. to. So mm-hmm. from personal experience, I don't change my training at all. Yeah. Um, with clients, I can quite easily kind of react to if they notice it affecting them. But the thing that I try and preach or teach very gently and not in an obvious way is that your biggest weakness, if you um, if you experience like a regular period or a somewhat regular period, is if you expect and 
behave in a way that it is impacting your training mm-hmm. or that uh, or expecting – let me reword – or getting disheartened about poor quality training sessions uh, in that, you know, four or five days or however long it might affect you. Yeah. And an example that I use to kind of take the period out of things is if you had Uber Eats once a week, that's 52 times in a year yeah. and that's still not even 15% of the meals that you eat mm-hmm. during the year. So those bad sessions from training – you just have to treat quite neutrally yeah. and that's how you can be strong during your period. Yeah. That's mm. the only way to go about it. Yeah. That's what I try and teach. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think f- from my perspective as a, a male coach, so I don't have the lived experience of a period, I have an enormous amount of experience working with people who have periods. I have you know, the biological aspect of my degree where I learned about all that stuff very much in depth. Even with all that, and even if I was a woman that did have the period experience, I still don't know that individual's period experience. Exactly. And so the biggest expert of what's going on in that person's life through that period of time each month, or if it's less than one month or more than one month, whatever, uh, they are the biggest expert. They've already spent from age 12, 13, 14, whatever it is, dealing with it around everything going on in their life, whether it is school, work, training, life, family, relationships, everything. They are the expert. And so from my perspective, it's like take guidance from them and be empathetic on the way back. So they say they're on their period, numbers are feeling heavy. Cool. Well, we can reduce them to this. It's like let them decide whether it's good or bad or what's happening. Let them auto-regulate around it. Accept that it happens and it is a thing and changes can occur, but they are ultimately the expert. 100%. Because just like you said before – things are going to change from month to month, but also things are going to change from woman to woman based on their own experience. And then throw in the mix things like stage of life, throw in the mix things like uh, conditions that are becoming increasingly more prevalent, like endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome, throw in the mix different types of contraceptive contraceptive medications. There's so many things to account for here that you, you just can't. No matter who you are, the person is going to have a better insight as to how it affects them. So it's just work with the person and be empathetic towards it. 100%. I hate it when people try and market themselves as like period experts and here's what to do and here's how you need to manage, you know, turn training on here and off here based on this phase. It's like, no, no, no. Just let the person live their life and work around it. Absolutely. Don't have to overthink it. That's my take anyway. Mm -hmm. That's a great take. Nice. A little bit of compassion goes a long way. Exactly. Mm. All right. Anything else to say on periods? No. <laughs> 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 um, well, James has written, why are there so many similarities between powerlifting and bodybuilding and why a good powerlifting program should have a lot of bodybuilding work? Does anyone want to volunteer? Uh, well, something that I preach, and I know Zero preaches a lot, is that the most con- competitive person in their weight class is going to be the one that's carrying more muscle than maybe mm-hmm. someone who comparatively is carrying less muscle mass. Absolutely. So you need to do the bodybuilding stuff to slowly chip away at that, you know, um, and maybe one to two blocks per year just isn't going to cut it. And that's why we'll see a lot of bodybuilding-esque exercises across all blocks, uh, not just like, you know, a couple of months to dedicate to bodybuilding per year for a powerlifter. Mm. For sure. I, th- this is going to maybe offend some people, but that's okay. You're allowed to be offended. 
I would say that most modern powerlifters believe that they are more experienced at powerlifting than what they actually are. So I think a lot of people will get, uh, I'd call it the danger zone. It's like three to five year level of experience. You are very much still intermediate at that stage. Like you're an intermediate powerlifting, powerlifter. But people think by the time they've done a few comps and maybe ended up at a nationals or maybe even a world's that they are at advanced. And then they start taking advice or, or listening to or treating themselves like they are an advanced lifter. And the more advanced people think they are, the more specific they think they need to become. And they tend to cut out a lot of accessory work mm. and go hyper-specific. And the reason I call it the danger zone is because when people switch like that, what they end up doing is either rapidly improving squat bench deadlift, getting strong with no physical base to catch them, getting injured and stuck in the cycle of injury, same performance, injury, same performance, and never get any better. Or they get injured, disheartened, and leave the sport. Or they stop making progress without the injury and leave the sport. Like, it, look at... It, it's hard for you to envisage this if you're relatively new to powerlifting because you haven't seen the cycle happen over and over and over again. The longer I stay in powerlifting, the more that I see it. And you'll see it at the top level. You see it in the intermediate level. People that skyrocket to the top don't build a base and then fall out as a direct result of it. Exactly what Meg just said. The best powerlifters are the ones that carry the most contractile tissue, so muscle, uh, at the lightest body weight possible, or sorry, the lowest fat possible while maintaining a calorie neutral state in their weight class. So eating at maintenance, being muscular and lean is going to be your best ticket to performing well in your weight class. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Um, powerlifting training, especially in the early phases, novice intermediate phases, so think first sort of six years, should have a lot of accessory work, a lot of muscle building, should be less specific. Uh, it should be about laying that foundation. And to be honest, the more and more super experienced people I get, the more I'm actually reverting to this style to correct or undo a lot of bad habits that have been developed over longer than a six-year lifting period. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of strength gain to be made, a lot of improvement for powerlifting to be made outside of squat bench deadlift. And if you're not doing a lot outside of squat bench deadlift, you're potentially, and I would say almost definitely, selling yourself short big time. Yeah, you'd be neglecting so many areas by just yeah. doing SBD only. For sure. And, and it keeps training more fun mm. as well, doing bodybuilding style training. Yeah, who doesn't love I'm a pump? This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't love feeling jacked, for sure. 100%. For sure. The, the workouts tend to go a lot quicker. Uh, I get this a lot when I, when I get people who have been training in that hyper-specific way and get them very accessory focused people find a new love and enjoyment for training it kind of resets mm, that a yeah. little bit Definitely. yeah um, and as a result they tend to perform a lot better afterwards when we get more specific mm -hmm. uh, but there's there's definitely a lot of parallels to be made i think the only thing the only caution i'd send is you look at a lot of um like hypertrophy advice some of the movements to do directly for hypertrophy might contradict or might not complement powerlifting very much and so there are certain exercises that we can use to bias both. Mm. Uh, as in like you can go heavy on a leg press, grow big legs, but also use it to help you squat. You can go heavy on a row, grow big lats, but also use it to help your bench. Mm -hmm. Or you can do it in such a way where it biases the lats a lot more, but doesn't necessarily bias a better position. And so you have to be careful about that. Yeah. I kind of like add one of each in a program, like on your first bench day they might do something bench specific that you wouldn't necessarily go heavy in but then on the other day they will do a back exercise that is just about like go get going going really ham and letting your elbows go wherever um and explaining them to them the purpose of each yeah sure 
And I think that's an important note. Like, there's no reason why I can't be doing both at the same time. Mm. For yeah. sure. For sure. All right. Well, we might leave it there. Did you Did you have a quiz for us? I do have a quiz. It's a nerdy quiz. Nice. Is it a point-based system? It's just going to be... <laughs> Let me see how many... Because I've got lots of questions. So can I'm gonna you work establish out how many the ground rules here <laughs> so I can win? Is it on dots? <laughs> <laughs> Is it on dots? I've got quite a few questions, but how many questions should we do? Well, All right, if we're going to do. We've got time. System. We're only at forty-five yeah. minutes. All right. All right. So it's mainly it's mainly space related, but there's a few. <laughs> other oh God damn it! <laughs> no, they're easy oh. ones. Okay. They're easy ones. They're easy ones. All right. We'll start off with something easy. Okay. What is the biggest planet in our solar system? Mars. Jupiter. 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 Who yeah. said it first? Thomas. Thomas yeah. Nice, Thomas. You're on one point. Yes. All right. What does NASA stand for? National Aeronautics. National. No. Aeronautical. No. Very close. National. Astronomical. No. CJ was close. National astrology. No. (laughs) Astronomy. No. Aeronautical. Close. Aeroplane. No. National aerospace. Aerospace. Aeron. Aerospace Association. All right, it's aeronautics. Aeronautics. National aeronautics. And space. And space. Association. As- no. Academy. No. Alliance. No. Allegiance. No. <laughs> uh, whoever gets the last word gets the point. America. Give us a clue. How many syllables <laughs> are there? Five. What? <laughs> what? Association. Uh, Accommodation. No. Accommodation. What's the second letter after A? Accreditation. D. Ad. What the Administration? hell? Administration? Yes. Oh. Uh, CJ! <laughs> Damn it. Administration. <laughs> NASA. Oh, that's so good. All right. The concept of gravity was discovered by which famous physicist? Albert Einstein. No. Sir uh, Isaac, he, Isaac he Newton. Was the th- yes. Einstein was the theory of relativity. Isaac These Newton. aren't easy. Little virgin. <laughs> How long does it take Boy, the sun's... who got re- that one? You did. Me? Okay. So, are you guys keeping track of your points? You're on two? I'm on two. two one, zero. I don't know how right. I didn't get that straight away. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> yes. You were just excited. All right. How long does it take the sun's rays to reach Earth? Seven Approximately. days. Approximately. No. Three days. The sun's no, way lower. The sun, sunlight. 24 sunlight hours. Sunlight to reach Earth. Seven no. seconds. Oh, seven minutes. Close. Eight minutes. Yes. Yeah. Thomas, you're on two. CJ, you're on two. Meg. I think it was seven or eight something. Is it going to be all space related? No, oh, I can God. do another one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what is the hardest Is this the whole game? <laughs> Here's a non-space one <laughs> What is the hardest natural substance on Earth? Diamond? Yes yeah. Whoa. Nice, CJ CJ, you smart <laughs> <laughs> What does DNA stand for? Oh. Uh, dinucleotide No Di I have no idea D-E Give me, give me the first word well, that'll give, me give you most word. of it because it's only two words. Oh. And the last word's pretty Acid. easy. Yeah. Ah, uh, duh. Duh. Far out. I need to go back to uni. Neuro. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit us. We'll Deoxyribonucleic <laughs> acid. <laughs> How is oh. that the easy question, Bridget? Oh, why don't I... What the hell? (laughs) Yeah, two words. (laughs) Silly. (laughs) Silly me. We might have done this one already, but how many bones are there in the human body? 326? No. 
236. No. There is a six in there, though. It starts with two. Yes. 256. No. 266. No. 261. No. 262. No. Lower. 216. Close. Lower. 206. Yes. And you had 206. I got one. You got a point. Damn, that's a lot of bones. Do you guys want more questions? Yeah. I got 66%. Wait, what is the score at at the moment? Three, 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 two, two, one. one. Okay. All right. All right, all right, all right. Where are we? At what temperature are Celsius and Fahrenheit equal? Oh, it's like minus 43? Minus 42. No. Minus 40. Yes. Oh. Well done. That's three for Thomas? Yes. All right. Suckers. <laughs> Suckers. Approximately how old is the universe? Well, it's in debate at the moment. Yeah, it's in debate. <laughs> what, is this because of JWST? Yeah, 30 billion? No, less. 10 billion. Higher. 15 billion. Lower. 12, 12 billion. billion. Higher. 11, 13 billion. 13.8. Thomas, you can have that one. Yes. All right, last one. Sorry, Meg, it's a space question. Okay. How much does how much do NASA spacesuits cost? Oh. One spacesuit. How much does it cost? This will be the uh, last question. Two point five billion. Million. Million. No. Higher. What? Whoa. What? You said two point five, right? Yeah. Yeah, higher. higher. Three million. Higher. Five million? Higher. Get out. Ten million. Higher. What? Twenty million. Lower. Fifteen mil. Lower. Twelve million. million. Who 12, said 12. <laughs> That's <CJ>. a 12. <laughs> 12 million dollars. Wow. For one suit. Crazy, hey. That's insane. What's the final score? CJ wins. Yeah. CJ wins, yeah. I think it was like 4-3. Oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. 4-3. <laughs> 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 it doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Oh. I'm embarrassed. Why? I should have known the brand. Oh, I do. Actually, there's one more question left on here. Do you want it or not? And the DNA one. Yeah. All right. What's the closest galaxy to the Milky Way? Andromeda. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Great. That's it. Great. <laughs> right, you're on quiz duty next week, Meg. Let's go. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.